Hey, thanks for stopping by the 21 News app for another edition of a 21 News podcast. Today's guest is chair of the management program and assistant professor at the Schmidt Thorst College of Business at Bowling Green State University, Dr. William Sawaya. Uh, Dr. Sawaya, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure to be here. So we're talking about supply chain woes today. No one has really not seen any woes. I know I personally have. We ordered a couch in March. We're about to get it in November. Uh, this is happening not only here in Northeast Ohio, not only across the state, but across the globe. Uh, what are you hearing on your end about the supply chain woes and uh, maybe when we can possibly start to see some relief from that? Well, I'm not hearing anything about relief, let's say that. <laughs> the The problem is very deep and exacerbated by the complexities of our current supply chains and supply networks. So, you know, there's lots of causes here, but one of the biggest is that this pandemic has been a cascading, um, you know, catastrophe that's hit different countries and regions at different times and with different levels of severity. But when it hits, it halts everything or at least impacts everything, logistics, production, raw materials, sourcing, and that has trickle-down effects all the way through the supply chain. Uh, production capacities, transportation capacities, the labor needed to run, to run them. Um, it's changed demand. You know, people's buying habits shifted during the pandemic. So there was uncertainty there that we couldn't respond to. Um, and all those things combined with the fact that current supply chains are so long. Mm-hmm. You know, we source a lot of things that we consume from foreign countries, which means longer logistics linkages. So it's it's a mess. I'm, I'm hearing things like, you know, normal lead times from Asia to procure something on a container, maybe 30 to 60 days. I'm hearing now more like 60 to 120 days. Oh, wow. Even shipping, you know, shipping something by rail from California used to take about a week. Now it takes about six weeks. Mm. And all of that congestion consumes capacity and slows everything down. So... Um, some of the problem is scarcity and actually getting the product. A lot of the things that we're seeing, these long delays, also are about just the transportation linkages and moving things around. You know, we've seen in the news, we reported it here on 21 News, uh, about the backup at the Port of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, ships are now saying uh, maybe it's worth our while to maybe go around the Gulf and to maybe enter into ports into Florida. Do you think that might help relieve the issues at least a little bit, at least in the short term? Um, it'll it'll help a little bit, but I think that that's the key is a little bit. Um, as it is, I think 40% is the number I've been hearing of all of the container traffic goes through the ports of LA, Long Beach. Um, and it's difficult to just move that someplace else. And when you do, do you have the infrastructure in place to unload it, to store it, to put it on a train or a, a truck? Do you have truck drivers or, or trains that are available to carry those containers where they need to go? And the answer is is yes to some extent, but um, it's challenging. I'm I'm aware of a local company um, here in Northwest Ohio that you know imports hundreds of containers a year from Asia, and in the grand scheme of things, that's kind of a medium-sized company. But one of the things that they've had to do is route things through a lot of different ports. So they've been using ports. They usually use ports, of course, on the West Coast. It's closer to Asia. Um, and and then bring them in. Um, they're now also using ports on the East Coast. Anywhere they can find a place, anywhere they can find a spot on a ship, they take it. 
whether the ship is going to the East Coast or the West Coast. And then they worry about getting the container to the Toledo area after it lands. Um, but that creates all these backlogs. So the transportation backlogs are significant. And one of the one of the problems we have even with the production of things is that you have to get all the components, right? Or all the raw materials in and and all the raw materials are stuck in essentially the same system, right? So they might be, you know, stuck on a train in a container someplace and you can't even make what you need to make until you have all the parts. Right. And so the more complex the product, uh, the more likely you are, I think, to have delays and it's yeah. compounded. And it, it will get better because, you know, supply chain was, has always been there. This is not anything new, but because of all the delays and problems, it's kind of forefront in everyone's minds. And I think that says that companies were doing a pretty good job for a pretty long time. And I think that that situation will eventually return. The question is when, and I'm not forecasting that to be anytime soon. You know, during the pandemic, when a lot of local businesses were shut down, a lot of people relied on uh, getting Amazon shipped to their house, getting that prime two-day delivery shipped to their house. And now that we might have delays from Amazon, FedEx, UPS, do you see a revert back to a lot of people going, hey, we've got these local companies here, let's get our goods locally? Um. That's a good question, and I, I don't know the answer. I, I'm guessing no, <laughs> because we all become very accustomed to the idea of ordering them online. And what do those delays really look like? I think that Amazon you know, does a good job in their distribution facilities, and even FedEx and UPS uh, and the U.S. Postal Service, for that matter, when they get backed up, they're still getting the product there. It just takes a few days longer. Um, so I don't think that's going to dramatically change people's buying habits. Right. However... Um, I think that if consumers are interested in having the product that they want when they want it, then buying from you know local stores that have it on the shelves is a surefire way to get it. And right. so I think that when there are delays, you see some portion of the demand shift back to the brick and mortar stores. And I think you will see that in the holiday season. You know, I've I've been advising you know shop early, buy what's there, mm -hmm. you know. Order now if you're going to order something where there's maybe a chance you'll still get it before the holidays arrive if that's yeah, what you're interested in. We were hearing it, you know, or even early in October, and it just seemed so, I don't want to say obnoxious, but it seemed, okay, Christmas is so far away. But, I mean, you really have to kind of execute, especially with decorations. We've been hearing shortages about artificial trees. Um, yeah. I, you, know. you know, that's really interesting um, to talk about. I think that if something is already in the warehouse, if Amazon has it in their warehouse, you're going to be able to get it. Now, um, I have a picture that I took in, I think, 2014 or 2013 at Christmas on Christmas Eve in my entryway to my house where I have 10 packages stacked up you know, that I, I purchased a day or two before and they all showed up on Christmas Eve. Um, I don't think I could pull something like that off this year, right? right. I think that that the delays in shipping and the delays in the warehouses, just because of staffing, right? Everybody's short-staffed and can't find the labor they need, would make that impossible. But if you order a few weeks in advance and they have it, you're going to be able to get it. The, the question is, what about things that aren't sitting in an Amazon warehouse or in a warehouse for one of the stores? Those things are a problem. And if you think about the way that a supply chain for like a artificial Christmas tree probably used to work, probably manufactured in a plant somewhere in Asia out of plastic and metal, um, 
they they you know make them as inexpensively as possible you know to, to hit the quality standards of course but they're trying to make money and then that is all shipped to the United States now because of the way that the supply chain probably worked in the past um, if we work backwards where they want to have those things out probably by late November at the latest but probably in November sometime if it's going to take say on average 45 days to be shipped um, to their distribution center and then a week or two to distribute they're probably ordering they, they probably want those things to arrive in early September right or, or I'm sorry they want to place the order in early September so it arrives in mid-October so they can right. distribute it by early November and so it gets out but if those lead times are doubled so instead of an average of say 45 days it's now 90 days and they place the order at the same time meaning they ordered that in early September or late August although it's probably even earlier than that but if if the ship date was still in late August instead of that arriving in mid-October that's maybe arriving in late November or early December if, if even then, because we know the system's going to get more bogged down. So I suspect that for Christmas decorations, it is a real issue. And the problem is you're used to working with a certain lead time, but the lead time because of the congestion and the capacity problems is much longer. And so it's going to show up. There's not really a shortage of artificial Christmas trees. The issue is that when you want the artificial Christmas trees, right. they're still going to be in a container on a train somewhere between in a switchyard somewhere between California and you know the Midwest right you no know, that's that's the problem and mm -hmm. and so my guess is that this will be a really good year to shop for artificial Christmas trees in January and February because right. it'll all show up it'll just be late and then the right. and then each um, organization is faced with this problem do you choose to store it till next season which is an option but then you need the space to do that right or you clearance it out or or throw it away and waste it hopefully that doesn't happen but but those are those are the options and so yeah it, it's a problem and there will be shortages of many things and it's really a function of what shows up right. you know things will also arrive so you know you ordered something and it's it's on the way it got bought on the boat when it was supposed to or or close to when it was supposed to but you just can't get it as quickly as you're used to so maybe you know i think that that's another tip that I would give is that if there's something you want and it's not there, I wouldn't give up because it might show up. If the store says something like, well, we can call you when that gets in. Now, I don't know that they'll do it because I'll end up with tons of names. But if they offer that, I would say, sure, because there's a good chance that that thing will show up. It just will be really close to Christmas. And if it's something that's not time sensitive, holiday sensitive, then yeah, it'll eventually show up and supply chains will eventually recover. But I think we're still many months away from any semblance of a real recovery in, in this backlog of, of production and transportation. Well, it'll certainly be a story going forward and we're going into the, the Halloween weekend, but it might be an opportunity uh, this weekend here in the next couple of weeks to start putting that Christmas list together and start really kind of nailing down some of those gifts. So they're, uh, they're on your doorstep by Christmas Eve. Yeah. My, my wife suggested gift cards <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because then person could go out and buy what's there themselves or wait until after Christmas, but right. it's probably not a bad year for gift cards. Not a bad year. Yeah, absolutely. Some great advice. Uh, Dr. William Sawaya, chair of uh, the management program and assistant professor in that program for Schmidt Thorst College of Business at Bowling Green State University. Thank you so much for stopping by our 21 News app and joining us for another edition of a 21 News podcast. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure yeah. to be here. Thanks.